Welcome to the Psalms with me, James Dellingpole, and I'm very excited to introduce my special guest, Ascender Maxton Graham. This this is going to be a general Psalms chat. Um, Ascender, um, I've read lots of your really good articles on well, uh, cathedral choirs on on the the history of. English hymns, and maybe we're going to digress into some of that as well. But um, let, let, let's talk about, about our experience of the Psalms. I, I suspect that your experience of the Psalms is similar to mine in that I went to one of those traditional English prep schools and, and, and public schools where we had, well, I mean, we had seven, we, we went to chapel seven days a week and twice on Sundays. And we would have to sing the hymns, obviously, but we'd also have psalms. And I remember thinking that they were these dreary dirges that I, I, I didn't make sense. I could, you know, I mean, I, I would have been eight or nine at the time <laughs> when I started singing them. Didn't make uh, any any sense. I mean, I remember some phrases that are stuck in my my brain, like the fowls of the air and the fishes of the sea. Um, was 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 that your experience too? I, actually, I think I came across them rather later because I, I, I came across them when I went to, in the sixth form, when I went to King's Canterbury, where I met, um, first of all, I'd met boys who'd been choristers at, at cathedrals and they introduced me to the world of psalms. And then I um, I started singing in the school choir and we sang psalms 126 to 131, that little cluster of short psalms when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. And that's when I, I sort of fell madly in love quite late. So I didn't have your awful years of hating them, actually. Um, I, went, I came straight to fresh and fell, fell in love at the age of 18 and have been in love with psalms ever since. Oh, OK, OK. I'm, well, I, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I, as you know, I'm on a mission to revive interest in the psalms because i think they've been mm. slightly forgotten i mean you unless you unless you well yeah, absolutely. You, yeah, I mean, you're, you the, you're the first person that's you're the first person to ever let me talk about them i've asked whether please can i write about psalms for my beloved slightly false oh, really? they, they let me write about hymns but psalms just didn't you know they just weren't interested enough and i think they're some of the most beautiful language i mean the, the coverdale version that we were talking about we are talking about perhaps is, is the, one of the most beautiful bits of writing in the english language um and yes, the boys I went to school with had had themselves detested psalms, or, or sort of found them a bit of a chore, rather like the, the sandwiches before the cake in the service. The cake being the anthem, and the psalms were the bread and butter you had to get through first in order to earn your yeah. lovely Victorian anthem. Um, and, and they they found them they had found them a bit of a chore, but then they had grown to love them. And they, oh, they you, yeah, mm, they, mean, they, they, the, the 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 tunes. I mean, it, mm. I do you know even now, mm. I'm still not. Sh- I know that psalms are meant to be sung, so my treating them as poetry rather than as as as, as songs is is actually denying them their full their, their their full majesty. But even now, you know, even now, even now, though I'm familiar with the, I mean, this is a terrible confession. Even though I'm familiar with the words now, I still where does where does the the, the music to which psalms are sung now? When 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 was that? When did that come about? When was that written? Anglican chant, which is one, which is my favourite, yeah. almost one of my favourite art forms, which is this very miniature thing of four, four chords, then six, then four, then six, just four quarters. Um, I think, I mean, they, they, Purcell did write some and some very, very good ones, but I think they came to the absolute four in sort of late 18th, mid 19th century. And, and some of, some of the greatest psalm chants were, were written. And I think they, they match, they match the, the words so, so beautifully and they're often by very they're often rather 
unknown, unfamous composers um, who, I mean, like, just for example, I mean, called things like Arnold and Atkins and Parrot and Goss and Crotch and, and my favourite, Camage. Camage, who was an organist at York Minster, wrote the, 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 the Psalm, to Psalm 22, My God, My God. Why hast thou forsaken me? Da 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 da. So I mean, just absolutely simple as as that, and and they and they and somehow the incantatory feeling of them being sung again and again, that being sung again and again from verse after verse. I find very, very powerful. I like the sound, uh, even on that brief, brief snippet. I like <laughs> yes. the sound of that song. Psalm mm. twenty-two is is one of the key ones because because as you know, Christ quoted it on the cross. My so God, my God, I it's, see. It's, yes, it's, it's one of the yes. prophetic psalms. Oh, wow, that is incredible, isn't it? My heart in in my in the midst of my body is even like melting wax. I mean, that what a dis, what a depiction of despair. And and I think I feel that, that Coverdale himself was was every man really every man in in. Oh, I know he translated the psalms. I, I'm sure he put his character into them. It, it, I feel that, that so much of the language has has an, an extra injection of sort of almost a, a mini Shakespeare in his in his way of using vocabulary so simply and so I'm, vividly. I'm t- I'm 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 totally with you. Um, and I'm I'm biased towards things that are older um i just think that that as um as christianity has 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 moved away from from the original events um so it has been corrupted by the the, the liturgy and, and they, mm. they, they've been interfered the, the text has been interfered with mm. um the the, the 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 politics has strayed into into religion and I just think that Coverdale, who I learned from a mm. previous podcast with Alex Thompson, was around in the time of Henry VIII. Mm. So he's has the he's edge, mm. yeah, over yes, exactly the, the over 1611 ed- committee. Mm. Yes, let alone the dreadful common common worship one, which is this century, where it's somehow just watered down. It's all right, but they just somehow every single verse is just a little bit sap- taken from it, a bit of the absolute majesty taken from it. I was talking to a vicar the other day who said he. He used to do the morning office every morning in his cathedrals where he was a canon. Um, and they read the Book of Com- the, the, the Common Worship, which is a new version. And it's just utterly unmemorable. That, that he, 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 so in the cathedrals now, um, I can't remember when I last went to a cathedral mm, service. Yeah. Mm. Which, which version do they sing? They sing the Coverdale, the, the proper Book of Common Prayer Psalms. This very day, on a rainy, very rainy Thursday, if, if, um, it, uh, it is uh, Psalm 108 is being sung in York Minster this afternoon and in Westminster Abbey. 108 being, um, I think it contains that marvellous verse, Judah is my lawgiver, Moab is my washpot, over Edom will I cast out my shoe. That is being sung today, typical, ordinary Weekday afternoon. I mean, that's one of the gems. It is one of the gems of this of Britain, I feel. It's not happening in other countries. They might have Sunday Sunday, Sunday psalms, but it, this happens every day of the week. It sung chorally. Um, I was thinking, to, to, that, to that beautiful language. Wa- yes, Marab is my, my washpot. Wash yes, was used by by Stephen Fry of all people as as the yes, title, the title of one of his, of his <laughs> one of his memoirs autobiography. Yes, that's but Mark, he's exactly. not. He, hmm. 
He's not a Christian. He's, he's no, exactly. an anti-Christian. He yeah, but he loves the words, you know, and one can, one can love the words and, and not be Christian. I mean, I'm, I'm full of doubt. I mean, I do go to church, but I'm, I'm, I'm riddled with doubt. But again, so is the psalm, so is the psalmist. He loses his faith all the time, the psalmist. So he, he, the psalms are so in touch with our real, our real feelings of, of, of despair, futility, nihilism sometimes, and then just sometimes swinging into absolute gratitude and belief. That's what we love. That's what we love yeah. about them. Yes, there are some, I, I've noticed this. Um, and, and in fact, C.S. Lewis, I, I, this is one of my bugbears, it is a recurring theme of my psalm podcast. <laughs> C.S. Lewis showed himself to me to be suspect with his book on the Psalms, a terrible book where he clearly did not, not warm to them or understand them. He, he apologises for them. And he apologises for their... For example, that wonderful technique they have where they, they repeat um, a concept in a slightly different different way. Um, yes, which, and, uh, which, and, is, mm, which cost, does cast new, cast new light on it. Yes, so that, shall, so that the sun shall not burn thee by day, neither the moon by night. My mouth is dried up like yeah. a pot's herd, my tongue cleavish to the roof of my gums. So exactly, just repeating either with a bit of an opposite or repeating the same thing in two verses. So he didn't like that. He thought it was repetitive and boring. Yeah, he he, he thought it was one of those things that made Mm. them difficult or or, or, Mm. or, or, or sort of boring even. Because it is true that sometimes, in some some literature, repetition is boring, isn't it? But somehow like, oh, King Cole was a merry old soul and a merry old soul was he, is you could say is quite boring repetition. It doesn't add much to it. But somehow in the Psalms, that incantatory feeling just makes one go into a trance, which is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and as you say... There's a psalm for every every occasion: despair, mm. gratitude, uh, exultancy. Um, yeah, I mean every single They're, thing. We, every single thing we have to, to do now has to be put in the context of, as of for me, has to be put in the context of Auschwitz. People, you know, people there were in utter despair. What you know, what what, what, what were the psalms? Were the psalms helping them? Would the psalms help you in the absolute depths of unbelievable misery? I mean. Of course, they didn't actually save people at Auschwitz who got murdered nonetheless. But, but, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? I mean, they, 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 they speak more deeply than any other part of the Bible, surely. Yes. And I, there's, they're, they're, martyrs are particularly fond of the Psalms as they go to their martyrdom. Apparently, Psalm 43, mm. I've, I've, I've seen described as the martyr's psalm. And I was thinking, well, yes. Yeah. I mean, a it's, a, it's one of the classics, but B, it's quite short. And I imagine if you're going off to be martyred, you, you, <laughs> you wouldn't have time long. to do 119. That's true, you really wouldn't. Nor you wouldn't have to harp on about, about the law for two million, a million verses. But exactly, I mean, the, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I was thinking about that. So he could have, Coverdell could have written, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, couldn't he? Which would have been less good. We could have walk, written, though I walk in the shadow of death. But though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, doesn't that elevate it to this incredible image uh, and, and elevate it to great poetry? Well, the, he's definitely got the 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 rhythm. It's that, that sort of incantatory quality that it's it, it's great to yes, speak. Yes, and out, also simplicity of words and simplicity of language. The valley of the shadow of death. I mean, I'm sure Shakespeare must have got his eyes been inspired by it. I mean, he, so Shakespeare born in 1564, thirty years after. Miles Coverdale published his Book of Common Prayer um, translation. So Shakespeare would have grown up with that. And I just feel it must have educated him in the art of simplicity. 
And well, you and I slightly differ on Shakespeare. I don't hmm. believe that the, that, that the man from Stratford wrote any of this stuff. I think oh, it was see, written okay. by a, a scriptorium headed by the Earl of Oxford. Hmm. But, but, I, but I take hmm. your point. These, these yeah. are all... These are all church going. I mean, you mm. had to go to church then. Well, it was kind of really. against the law. Uh, and I disagree because I feel Shakespeare does have a character that comes through in all the plays. And I feel Mark M- M- uh, Coverdale has a character because he can't, didn't like dogs, clearly, because dogs come across very badly in the Psalms. Deliver my oh, soul well, from the sword. Is, is that not? Yeah. I mean, they don't come across very well in the Bible, yes, actually. Yes, but... Deliver my soul from the sword, <laughs> my darling from the power, <laughs> from the power of the dog. Of the dog. Yes. And, and gogs that grin, well, grin about the city and horrible things. So I, I just feel it has got sort of curmudgeonly character about it. Do, do, well, surely, surely there were dogs in the original Hebrew. I mean, do... Yes, I suppose there probably were. But I, yes, I mean, I really need a Hebrew scholar to tell me to what extent Coverdale sort of embellished and put his own amazing vocabulary in. I mean, the hills of the, are full of goats and the sto- yeah, a refuge for the goats and the stony rocks for the conies. Marvellous. Ah, do you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. So uh, Psalm mm. 104, yeah? Yes, that's right. The, yes. Um, I'm yes, trying so, to work yes. out. So yes. Uh, I've 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 learned yes. so far. Mm. I've learned about twenty psalms. Yes, um, and I'm trying. I've I've just done. I've just more or less nailed Psalm fifty one. Oh, that's you know, and thou shalt cleanse me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Thou shalt wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. I mean, be whiter than snow. That's an absolute example of the parallel half verses that just sort of echo each other, but just enhance each other. So well done, you've got that got under your belt. Very good. So I've got that one. Um, Well, you see, okay, so it's a difficult one. So I, I, I was wondering about whether to do Psalm 110. Which is the the sort of the sister psalm to Psalm two? I was also thinking of doing Psalm mm. eighty two, which is the, which is an interesting one because it's about the divine council, uh-huh. which Michael S. Heiser has been very interesting on the, the late Michael mm. S. S. Heiser. Uh-huh, yes, uh, people speak highly of Psalm one hundred and three, but I'm thinking mm. I, I love Psalm one hundred and four because mm. it's got all the animals in it. Well, it's got all the lovely stony rocks of the conies, and exactly, it has. It is. It is. It is marvelous. Oh, um, so but what about the bit wrong. where, where the lions, you know, the the the, the, uh, the lions go hunting at night, and yes. then they go go to their dens in the in the day, and then you've got man rising to do his his work i just love this this yes. this sort of it's like it's like if david attenborough were good this would be <laughs> this would be the sort of stuff that you'd if he weren't you know, you know, if he weren't is, an yes. agent of evil and exactly what the what chorus i mean to me that the, the idea that seven-year-olds are singing this stuff it's every day of the, every morning is a hugely enriching thing for a for society they just these they, they're growing up with these extraordinary images and I, um about uh, in 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 their minds so please please that's why i care passionately about that's one of the many reasons why i care about choirs that just uh, it, it it helps any any young young singer to, to to grow up with this incredible vocabulary swelling in in their head and i and i know they, they might find it boring but i mean and then and my friend tim at school used to change my heart is inviting of a good matter to my heart is igniting with a loud clatter that's what school boys that's what school boys did my fart is it? My fart is ignited with what? With a a, lo- a loud clatter. With a loud, it's meant to be loud clatter. My my heart is indicting of a good matter. But of course they mucked around with the, the words, of, of, you know. But and well, of course they it, would. Yeah. Well, I, I I now, at the time, I felt sorry for the for the choristers at my, well certainly at my prep school because mm. we had a we had a a, a 
a choir master who used to fiddle with the boys you know probably probably not the only prep school that that had that problem yeah and he had sure. all these pretty boy favorites and stuff yeah horrible. but they used to have this incredibly demanding i mean this is this is the nature of being a chorister isn't it you are you work like a dog uh coverdale i'm sure would, would be <laughs> concerned like about that working like yes. a yeah, but you you work <laughs> like a dog. You yeah. have to you have mm. to take all this this time early out mornings, doing these. Always these... early mornings. Yep. Mm. It's like being an oarsman, yeah. actually, yeah. At, at, mm. at, at Oxford. Yeah. It, it, again, you have to go and train when everyone else is having fun. I suppose you do. Um, mm. But 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 now I think how wonderful mm. to have had your voice trained from that age. Mm. So that I mean, are, now, are, yes. Mm. When you go to mm. church, you know, even if it's only at christmas mm. you can actually sing the you can actually sing properly the harmonies exactly. you, and you can sight read which is an incredible skill for life and you have this absolute bank of stuff if, if you did go to prison you'd, you'd have so much to to live on uh, that you know by that you know by heart both music and words um that you know you'd be set up for it's funny it's it's funny you say that ascender i i i from what you said earlier it sounds like mm. i'm sort of deeper in it, it, it further down the christian rabbit hole than you are in that i do think that we are approaching end times and i do think that christians are going to be persecuted as never before and i do think we're going to get rounded up and executed um and i do think about maybe the reason I've been sort of picked to learn some of these psalms. I don't want to sound depressing, but it's so mm. that I can kind of remember them in in in, in prison. jail. <laughs> yes, I see. My goodness. Well, that's what, that's what I can't bear the Church of England shooting itself in the foot by putting itself in prison, as it were, by by sort of dumbing down the, the amount of psalms they sing and 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 avoiding the avoiding the tricky ones and having a sort of t- cherry picking the gentle, sweet little psalms um, rather than going through the whole sort book and 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 singing i mean there are some there are some tricky verses um and um things the end of the psalm 137 by the waters of babylon has something terrible about throwing children against the stones and that i think was put in brackets a 1928 edition of the psalms that was put as a possible do omit omit if you like um right in, mm. yes yes um, well I, I mean yes re- re- mm. remember the the children of Edom in the day of Jerusalem, yes. how they said, down with down it, down with it, with down it, even, with to it the ground. even to the ground. Yeah. O daughter that, of Babylon, wasted mm. with misery. Uh, yea, bless, uh, happy shall he be that rewardeth thee as thou hast served us. Blessed shall he be that taketh, taketh thy, children thy children and throweth, and throweth them, against them against the stones. stones. I mean, what a terrifying thing. And so I heard talking, yes, you're right. beautifully sung on the King's College, you know, LP of Psalms, which I used to be addicted to. Absolutely, you know, that, that, and I mean, and not, then they back, they went to their... Bible studies, um, these little choristers. So exactly, but that's 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 part of. Again, there's a lot of vindictiveness. Actually, there is in Psalms, isn't there? A lot of I hate mine enemies and make make them suffer. Well, well, there is, um, but it's but it's kind of all in the future, isn't it? Mm, the, 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 yes. the, you, you you never get the feeling that that it's happening now. It's no, always I love the self pity. Like, I love the self pity. It's not sort of me, me, me self pity in the in, in the in the sort of social media way. It's but it's sort of. We're all in this veil of misery together, and there's something marvelously pur- purging about it and cathartic about about that. We're all in this. What, veil. What, have you given any thought to the, the the trickiness of the imprecatory psalms and and the and and, and that the, the dodgy line that you quote from Psalm yes. one three seven? 
I mean, I think, you know, that I do see, understand that some, that some are tactfully, tactfully dropped, but apparently there's something called the pillar lectionary where, where, where they just, where the Church of England does pick, cherry, cherry pick the, the nice gentle bits from the Bible, uh, and, and, and the Psalms. And, um, so they don't, they don't sing the proper Psalm on the, the day. Cause every Psalm, of course, the 15th evening, of course, is like the, my favorite evening of the month where Psalm 78 is sung. Um, and, you know, but I think some theaters are slightly avoiding that and doing slightly shorter, easier ones. Um, and safer, safer ones, just in order to not to frighten off the Japanese tourists on 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 a, on a Thursday afternoon in, but that's, in Canterbury Cathedral. You see, that seems to me the slippery slope. Well, that's a but slippery if you slope. Start, mm. Yeah, it's it's, mm. it's a bit like rewriting Roald Dahl, so that you take out all the spiky yeah, bits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't, I, don't, I don't like that. You have to take the, the rough with the smooth, surely. Um, but but so that's Woo. that's a current trend. I, I mean, look. Either either the Psalms were written by mm. prophetic visionaries. I mean, obviously David being the main the main author author of them. You know, if you're going to respond mm. to the bits that you find comfortable, then it seems wrong to me that you're going to edit out the bits that you don't quite understand because culturally, you've been you've been encouraged to mm. think that we now live in this wonderful touchy feely. Yeah. And there's one wonderful song that just ends. And by the way, God, while you're at it, just slay mine enemies and get rid of the ones that hate me. I mean, just just tucked away at the end of a lovely song. You know, that's just. But it's it is it's just it's it's human experience in an amazing way. Um, so I expect so. So they were sung in plain song, of course, weren't they? By the medieval and still very much sung in plain song. A in monasteries. B on days when um, cathedral choirs are on. The, the boys are on holiday. All the girls because they're mixed choirs now are on holiday and just just the, the the lower voices sing. And that will be happening, for example, today in Westminster Abbey, Thursday, probably half term. Um, that will be they'll be sung to plain song, which is also absolutely beautiful. And somebody said to me, I yes, do- but Lord, when Israel came out of Egypt and the house of from the mouth of strange people, um, is is was that that's original? That's probably might have been sung that that particular. Chant might have got to go back all the way to to Jerusalem in the in the in BC and 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 it's now and then was sung in plain song and now has become a part of the Anglican chant. So there's an incredible thread of music going back. That's really interesting because mm. I, I've often wondered this: how do we? How can we possibly know how people sang them? Uh, a thousand or two thousand well longer i mean these a thousand some of them are a thousand bc aren't well, I, they so yes i'm like i'd love to know that and I, don't know the, I don't i don't know that i'd love to know about about that and i suppose we just can't know i suppose from the very early days of medieval plain song we, we can we, we, we can know and that that i mean to me i love that and of course they have that strange thing of having so the between the end of the verse and the beginning of the next verse is quite a short gap but between in the middle of the verse there's a long gap so um Almost, there's a sort of four-second gap in the middle of verses in plain song, which is somehow again very beautiful. I don't quite understand why, but it, but go to any Benedictine monastery and you'll hear that. But, uh, so, what happens in the four-second gap? There's just a, yes, just nothing, a, a, silence. silence. Yes, exactly. Yes, um, okay. which is part of the monastic way of doing things. Um, I, I think is it time to say a Hail Mary in the middle of that. I thought that I really would like to know the reason for that, because I find that fascinating and really rather beautiful too. Um, whereas in the Anglican chant, there isn't, there isn't, there's a, just a, a little colon, isn't there? And then you just go straight over to the next half. Okay. So what do you know about, about um, plain song, plain, plain chant? 
I mean, I just know that they, that that it it is set to these four line staves, isn't it? Rather than five lines with little diamond shaped square square notes, and and they they are very very old, very old, and probably less ornate. And they're not sung in harmony; they're just sung in in unison. So they don't have that lovely. What we love about Anglican chant is it's in four parts, so you have that delicious harmony. Where nevertheless can be just strung, strung. It feels like feels elastic being pulled out, and what filling in a filling in spoken word i mean i suppose yeah they're both very good ways of they're both very good methods for singing the spoke that the non-scanning words aren't they because that's, that's the whole point of the psalms they don't scan so it, you, right. you can fit, but, but you can set it to music by by sort of just elongating or staying on the same note for longer if, if there's a long a long verse if peradventure the darkness shall cover me if yes is that how is that, is that how it if goes per, yeah 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 um, yeah exactly. then they just Yes, they stay on the same. They yeah, might stay the on the same. There's no darkness with thee. Yes. Oh, delicious. Um, so that's that's what the whole idea is. Unlike unlike hymns. So I didn't. Yes. Yeah, so so the Scottish people wrote the metrical sorter, didn't they? The metrical psalms, um, like the so the Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want, is a metrical version of the Lord is my shepherd. Um, and and the Scottish people, the Scottish. Scottish Christians in the 18th, 17th, 18th century like wanted them to be scanned, so they were all set metrically. And and some of them were just so bad when they were metrically set that they came out just really appalling, got doggerel, really. Some worked well, but oh, some came okay. out just terrible doggerel. <laughs> so, so yeah. McGonagall, mm. but, but they were um, translated by William McGonagall. McGonagall into doggerel, <laughs> yes. Into doggerel. <laughs> so, so I know we, that... Yeah. Mm. I know that the Calvinists. Um, mm. I, I, I want to do do um, a podcast with with a with an American Calvinist whose name I've totally forgotten, but but um, I, I've got him down my list. He, he, I think we're yes. going to do Psalm twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, some yeah. put their trust in chariots and some in horses. Yes, um, which I like because I like yes. I like horses. Um, yes. but they <laughs> yes. they're really into mm. into what they call mm. they they pronounce it psalms. Mm. And and they yeah. do mm. presumably they they do the Scottish chant. Do you think? Or I, well, not? I don't know. I don't think so. I won't ask them. Actually, I just somehow don't think they will. I think those are rather sort of hymn booky. You see them in hymn books now. Whether I'd be very right. interested to know if they do. I think they might just sing a rather modern modern translation of them. That's my guess. That, because that's, they're quite probably more fundamentalist. They want the meaning. They really want the, to wrinkle the meaning out of every of every verse. Whereas we just let the, in a way let the meaning somehow wash over us in this wonderful poetry. And 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 and, and that's. Do you know one of, anyway, one of my so pet some, hates? Yes, tell me. Oh, sorry. No, go yeah, on, you can, you, I'll tell you my pet hate in a moment. Yes, tell me what you okay. want to say. Well, my pet love is, is when the 15th evening is sung on BBC Radio 3 on a Wednesday in term time when the, all the choir is, is singing. So you have to, uh, the stars have to be aligned for the 15th evening, which is Psalm 78, the best, what, my favourite psalm really, because it's the second, second longest. And um, ah. so it, it, was, it happened in Hereford, I think in... December, that amazing thing, it being a Wednesday, it being Radio 3, it being All the Choir, it being Psalm 78. I mean, and they, and it takes 20 minutes to sing. So the whole rest of the service has to be short. The whole, I mean, it takes 20 minutes to sing that song. And it has four different chants. Okay. It, it changes chants. It's just, it, it, it's an incredible experience to listen to it. And and it has a whole story of, and then, then God awoke like one out of sleep and like a giant refreshed with wine. He smoked his enemies in the hinder like parts. He smoked his enemies in the hinder parts and put them to perpetual shame. So that's the great sort of change of chant, and off you go to the more, the triumph of God over the heathen. <laughs> it's marvellous. 
Well, he smoked your, his enemies in the hinder in part. The hinder you, can imagine, part. you can imagine how much the boys loved that when they were in that thing in 1970, 1975, the ones I knew. So he <laughs> sort of zaps them in the bottom. He does, with yeah. His... yeah. Yes, exactly, isn't it marvellous? Yeah. So that's what you want. You, know, you tell me your pet hate now, if you told me you're my pet love. Oh, well, one of my pet hates is the the version of Psalm 23, the mm-hmm. tune that's called Crimmond. Oh, yes. Da, um, da, 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 da. Is that the right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because... It's Why do you hate it? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's that is an absolute example of the metrical psalms. Sung to the, the, yeah, the Scottish metrical psalms. That's an absolute prime example. Yeah. So exactly, it's always I, good. You know, mm. one has an instinct. You know, yes. I, I, I knew mm. instinctively mm. I hated it, but I didn't yes. know why I hated mm. it. Well, that was a version yeah, of, well, that's one of the, you, know, you could say that's one of the better versions. I, 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 I wish I had it to hand. It, that I'll, I'll tell you for your next podcast, so you can quote it. That an example of a really bad, really, really bad bit of metrical psalm translating. But um, that the Lord's my shepherd, all that He makes me down to lie in pastures and He dwells me the quiet waters by. I mean, I, I don't hate it as much as you do, but it is a, an emascul- a bit of an emasculation. Whereas the King of Love, my shepherd, is, and the, the hymn um, is is, a, is more yes. of a reimagining of Psalm twenty three rather than a translating of it. Um, so, and to me, that's absolutely beautiful. Um, that was that's that 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 that, that spread to um wait a second yes thou spreads the table in my sight my ransom grace respects and oh what transport of delight from thy pure chalice floweth that's a, to, to me that's that's a, a that's a reimagining of Psalm twenty three rather than your one Crimmond which is a sung to Crimmond which is a, a a doggerel translation of it I think doggerel doggerel translation <laughs> just yes. I, I want to just go back mm. a second to that to that psalm that you love Psalm seventy eight mm. you say yes. Yeah. Why is it so good? Apart, I mean, okay, apart from being second longest. Yes. Um. It it does it does go through the whole story. Um. Yes. Hear, my law, O my people, incline your ears unto the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will declare hard sentences of old. And then it just sort of goes through the goes through the the forefathers, and he brought the water out of the stony rock that he gushed out like the rivers. And then when the Lord heard this, he was wroth. Yes, he was. He's wroth about about us doing bad things. And so the fire was kindled in Jacob, and there came out heavy displeasure upon Israel, because they believed not in God. And then, and then he comes and smokes them in the hinder parts, and it just goes from sort of fury to triumph. And it, and and the vocabulary is just—I mean, it's no more, no better than any other of the marvelous Coverdale. It's just a particularly stirring twenty minutes. I mean, my favorite. Oh, okay. you know, so I would—I would say it's not my favorite. You know, my favorite song. I have different favorite songs, really. I mean, I think you know. Oh my God. Um, Lord, I am Lord. Out of the deep, out of the deep, have I called unto thee, O Lord? Lord, hear my voice. O let my ear consider well. Let my ear consider well the voice of my complaint. I think that's one hundred and thirty. That's you know one of my absolute favourites. It's so simple. I, I, in a way, I prefer some of the shorter ones, but but as a great Anglican experience, go on the fifteenth evening to a um, cathedral. Yes, I, the the idea of learning a psalm that takes. Mm. 20 minutes yeah to go that's through. quite that's going to be hard for you at our age i mean it's okay when we were little but exactly i learned time 42 that like as the, like as the heart desireth the water brooks i mean what a again that's what a beautiful bit of language that is like as the heart desireth the water brooks so long as my soul off to thee O god i did learn that one once when i was about 25 but and that's not too long so but you psalm 51 is yeah and not 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 too long either no um, psalm 51 that's, that's the allegory that's the allegory miserere isn't it that's the allegory miserere words is, is, that, is that right? Tell yes, me. Yes, it is. Yeah. The, so the Allegro Miserere is sung on Ash Wednesday always in cathedrals, and I always go along to 
to hear it because it's some people don't like it, but I, I, I think it's the most beautiful bit of music by Allegro. It's normally sung in, sung in Latin, actually, to, but it is Psalm 51. And, and, um, have mercy and on me, O God, after yes, thy yeah. great goodness. And it's just sung yeah. as, you, as, your, as your forehead gets ashed, covered it, get, get the cross. You, you, this music is swirling in the background. I mean, it's, and it's got that incredibly high, high note. Is it top, top C? Can I tell on? you a funny story, Isenda? Um, yes. I so so um, my brother and sister are also also Christians, and on Ash Wednesday, I I I gathered from my from my brother's social media posts that he was going to go on some kind of fast, and so I thought, well, because you know the Bible's quite big on the New Testament mm-hmm. is quite big on prayer and fasting, and you know yes. fasting mm-hmm. is as important as prayer. And also, I mean, there are there are health benefits as well. And I thought, well, you know, maybe I should I should fast on Ash, Ash Wednesday. So so mm. I I started this the, what was going to be a thirty six hour fast. Mm. And uh, I looked at my brother's posts, and he and he posted yeah. a picture um, mm. of of himself with the with the ash cross on it. You know, he'd yeah. been to Worcester Cathedral to mm. get ashed. And I thought, oh, I'm going to get out out piused by my by mm. my brother. Yes. So I didn't I didn't mention that I was going to go on a fast. And um, and by the way, I don't think 36 hours is is a big deal at all. That somebody mm. somebody in my gym told me that he's been on on a 40 day fast twice. Correctly. Now that must be pretty trippy. After that, really must be. Oof. Yeah. So what? what happened to your what happened to your 36? <laughs> So, oh, so, so at, at, at five o'clock, I, um, I sort of texted him saying something like, you know, because you, because actually the first day is almost the hardest. You get just grumpy and, you know, I, mean, I think you, 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 you settle in after a while. But I was saying, yeah, yes. I'm, I'm, how's your fast going? And he said, oh, it's okay. I had a few bits of dried bread and three slices of cheese for lunch. And I was thinking, what? This is this is no. So I I didn't say anything. Yeah. I, I carried on fasting to the next day. And mm. I said I sent him this, this message saying, Dick, what was all this about your your fast yesterday? It, it, when does cheese and and dry bread come into it? Or, and he said, Oh, the Anglican fast fasts are much less demanding than, I see. than the Catholic. One. Yes, <laughs> so not really. Didn't really count. Goodness, yes, no, that that's quite that is that is true. Probably, so I've been out to lunch with Catholics on Ash Wednesday and regretted it because I stuck tuck into a crop monsieur, and and they have nothing or the, or a banana at the absolute most. So don't go out to lunch yeah, with Catholics well, on many, Ash Wednesday. How much fasting do you have to do as a Catholic and if, if, as an observant Catholic? And well, exactly. Because I asked my friend it... Marie, Marie in France. She said, honestly, no, none of her friends do it. They eat one less Mars bar, perhaps. Or whatever the equivalent in France is, but um, yes, I think. I mean, I just think that observant Catholics perhaps really do try to eat nothing or just a ban- two bananas on, on on Ash Wednesday, and they have fish on Fridays, of course, very much, very much fish on Fridays in Lent. Um, and apparently, Sunday again, is yeah. a feast day. Mm. Yes, yes, exactly. And 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 St Patrick's Day always happens in the middle of Lent as well, always, which is quite tough for people who are giving up the bo- Irish people giving up the booze. Apparently, they, that's very annoying. Um, and perhaps they let themselves off on St. Patrick's Day. Well, I mean, they th- they, mm. they could probably say, well, he's a saint, mm. and if it's good enough for him. <laughs> mm. Anyway, so do, do you love the hymns as much as you love the Psalms, or do you or do you love the Anglican? Did you um, sing the lot? Did I, you have- 
Yeah. No, funnily enough, I I got haunted recently by a a hymn that I'd forgotten that we Mm. used to sing when I was at prep school. And I couldn't make head nor tail of it. And I Mm -hmm. came across it again Mm -hmm. when I was reading this fascinating um, critical biography of the works of George Herbert. Mm -hmm. And... uh, it's the one that goes, who sweeps the room as for, as thy, for laws, thy laws makes, makes that, that and the action, and the action fine. fine. Yes, yes, exactly. Who sweeps the room as for thy laws. Exactly, that kind of thing that made us think, what on earth, what's all that about? Yeah. Mm. It was a very, it was a very mm. weird hymn, but, but actually yes. Herbert's poetry is quite, is quite condensed and quite, I mean, he's brilliant. Well, a bit, right? Yeah, he's brilliant. But, he's a bit like he's a bit like like Coverdale in terms of uh, that, that use of monosyllables. I mean, look, just single syllable words. Um, I, I'm just trying to think of examples. Um, but yeah, um, uh, yes. Sorry, I suddenly my mind's gone blank. But yes, so um, that was one. Of your, but that was one of your non-favorites. Then when um, you were well, when you were young, was it? Uh, it, it just it was weird. It seemed yes. sort of mm. um, it had a sort of a jauntiness to it. Yes, the, the the tune mm. that it's sung to is 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 very jaunty mm. and jauntiness combined mm. with light incomprehensibility. Yes, um, yeah. so it yes, wasn't one of my faves. No, no. Mm. Um, I'm I it's, it's an, I'm I'm basically a product of that that classic English public school ethos where mm. I'm sure I'm not the only person who thinks this. My my favorites would be probably i vow to thee my country mm, yeah um well, is, because hmm. well it's got a great tune written by it holst, holst, holst. It? yeah it is extraordinary and, and Mark, it does it's, it's it is great those are great words yeah um and um and it's in a minor key mm, yeah which is always a yes. good thing I think. Mm, yes i think so yeah um Whereas, so I, I would prefer mm. that. I, what is it? Why, mm. why, why does one like things in minor keys? Because, because you know, I, I think I don't mm. feel the same excitement about yeah. all things bright and beautiful, which was presumably no, written exactly. in a major key. No, exactly. I mean, I don't key. particularly like the Psalms where they have the first half in the minor key, and then halfway through they all change. The chant changes into a lovely major key, and actually, it's a bit of an, I'm afraid a bit of an anticlimax. We do like our, we love our minor things. It, it, it chimes with our mood of woe and fear and sadness and despair that, that, that the psalm taps into and you don't that, want it all to turn into jolly. Is that an uh, English thing? I mean, do, but mm. Pink Floyd say that, that mm. quiet desperation is the English way. But I wonder whether mm. this is, I've, I've been thinking about this and I was wondering whether this is a mm. recent phenomenon because mm. the, the, the 20th century was essentially a cultural invitation to accepting our role as a kind of diminished power trying to encourage us to sort of believe that the the, the best was past and 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 that you know we, 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 you know you 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 could have been a contender you were great once but now accept it your country's finished and i'm not sure that 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 attitude was prevalent in the 19th century when we had a massive um empire and we were we were going places so I'm just wondering whether so, this is a, yes. a relatively recent phenomenon. Mm, I wonder whether Victorians actually preferred those really 
marvellous sort of triumphant king king psalms all about opening the, the gates and lift up your heads all your gates and be you lift up your velocity and the king of glory shall come in perhaps that's what they loved in those days and perhaps we in our post-war <laughs> post-war state grew to love the, the, the minor key ones I mean I think they just jostle along brilliantly side by side um, on that note, what do you make of that of that hymn, Lift Up Your Gates, Ye Everlasting Doors, and um, the King of Glory Shall Come In? Who is the King of Glory, the Lord, even the Lord strong and mighty, even the Lord mighty in battle? Da, 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 da. I mean, I do love it, but I mean, I'd rather give me a, give me a minor key one any day, um, because I just find those chimes so fully with one's experience. But um, yes, uh, pretty good. Is that one of the? There are these but, kingly psalms, aren't there? Glory, glory, king, kingish uh, ones. The, the reason that the reason that I'm I'm interested in that psalm, um, hmm. I mean, apart from the fact that it is sort of one of the classics, is is that the thing I the thing I didn't realise when I was at was at school, or, or half realised, because I because I used to say my prayers and stuff, so that hmm. must have put me in in good. So I must have been praying yeah. to somebody. Hmm. But I hadn't realised the degree, and I don't know whether whether you have or not yet, or, or or will, the degree to which all this stuff is real. This is not this is not just sort of made up crazy stuff mm. written by by weird guys centuries of millennia ago. This is actually an accurate description of, of of the nature of our relationship with God, who is real and 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 made us, and I. I'm, I'm really going down the rabbit hole here, but I, I did a, I did a podcast, um, which I've, I haven't put on general release because it's because it's so disturbing and and, well, I mean, it's very interesting, mm. with a woman, who was a mother of darkness. She was she was she was one of the kind of the priestesses of, of of Satanism. Um, and it's quite interesting because she got out of it, and and because she 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 was lucky enough to have Christian relatives who I think whose whose blessing when she was younger sort of kind of protected from this. But she was giving me these insights into the she could, she, she certainly claims anyway to to have been able to communicate with the with the the forces of darkness and you know um, about how our relationship with God works, how, what 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 heaven is, what how, how it looks and she i think it was who told me that one of the things that god really really likes he likes being praised um uh-huh, that, i like that, that. that it's it, it, <laughs> yes. it's an important part of the deal mm. you know you can't you, you mm. don't just you don't just um whine about stuff and mm. ask him for, yes. for his help yes you, part of the deal is that you also also praise him oh, but like the stuff about the the gates the, the everlasting mm. doors are yes. actually real there are these parts mm. of the world where, where these portals to mm. to the other realm um and that 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 praising god mm. opens them i see anyway, i like that idea take, that he likes to make that what you will yeah exactly because i'm reading this fascinating book about a nun who um who was in a carmelite community i'm just it's just i'm just reviewing it and and um and they sing, of course, they sing the Psalms. I think they have a sort of monthly cycle where they get through the whole Psalter in, in a month, sometimes even a week, I think, in their early Benedictine rule. You got through the whole Psalter. So you just sing. I suppose you're singing six offices a day from Lords to Compline. 
you would have time to get through the whole cycle of Psalms in in a very short time. And 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 I and again, I feel that's an absolute prop for people who are giving up their whole selves, giving up their own will to go and live in these communities. It's an extraordinary thing to do. And I would have thought that I think yeah. the Psalms are, the Psalms just keep you sane almost because it, because they do touch they do touch one's joy and despair. I think they are they are protective. Mm. That they they sort but of. I love the idea that God um, likes imbued. to be praised. This poor this poor nun is not allowed to be praised. They're not allowed to ever say anything nice to each other or be nice to each other in this in this in this Catholic, Catholic Carmelite monastery. So that's really God's allowed to be praised, but they're not poor darlings. I mean, I can't bear it. It's it's it's, it's unbelievable loneliness that, that this woman's going through. It's called cloistered by Catherine Coldstream. I recommend it. Um, it okay. So, so, so I, lucky, lucky lucky God, he's allowed to be praised. Whereas. The, the Reverend Mother is, you know, hardly ever says a nice thing to you from decades, decades of your life because it's not allowed. You're not allowed to be puffed up. That's that's you're interesting. Tickle, you're allowed to tickle uh, God's. You're allowed to tickle God's tummy, are you? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that's. Well, you. It, it, I do wonder about this. Mm, yeah. Um That what the scriptural evidence is mm, that God actually that. wants us to, wants to be praised. retreat from the world. Mm. Yeah. Because yes. after all, mm. if he made us in his, in his image and he created this 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 world for our delectation and and for, mm. to give us dominion over it, did he really want to? Did, did, when you retreat from the world, aren't you in a way shirking your your duty to your fellow man? I just I mean, don't, yes, I, be... I just don't, I just don't, don't understand. That. I think there is a really, there is such a thing as a, as a vocation to, to go into the religious life, a very, very strong calling to retreat and to pray for the world. And, and these places are at their best, incredible powerhouses of prayer, uh, which I, I do feel add to the general, you know, sort of give something to the world incredible. This, that, um, where the, if you're awake in the awake in the middle of the night, there's some monk somewhere, three in the morning, praying the, the, mid, the night office for you. You make a very good point there, actually, and you think about you think about the kings, for example, who was it Henry the Sixth who uh, endowed these monasteries where they sort of chantries where where people would people would pray continually mm. for their for their souls. I mean, if if you believe, and I think I think any Christian should, if you believe that prayer is has a, has a real effect. Um, and the stuff about this in Daniel, for example, about the prayers sort of reaching, reaching heaven and enabling the mm. heavenly heavenly forces to do their thing. If you believe that the, the prayer is real, um, then it does make sense that that, that there should be um, dedicated people mm. singing As, songs. Yes. And also, isn't it a, isn't it a sign mm. of of the ongoing war against Christianity that Little by little, psalms and you know, religious services of any kind mm. have been taken out of our educational system. That it, mm. churches, well, it, it, I, even I it is, yeah, mm. it, it is. It's, it's, I find that terrifying. The secularization of 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 so of, I mean, you know, o Oxbridge colleges even where, where where I just think that the actual there's such a secular sort of force in, in Oxbridge colleges that they don't really treasure this this gem of the, that they have in that in their chapels I mean there is in, in Cambridge there's Kings and John's in in Oxford there's New College Christchurch and Magdalen that have they have retained the proper choral foundation and, and services every every day every weekday and and 
and I, I just feel that needs to be treasured because if it's if it's gone, it'll it'll never come back as it hasn't as it's it's gone in Italy and France. There's just no, none of that tradition of singing. None of that. Is that right? Oh yeah. If you go to a, if you go to a mass on Sunday morning in an Italian cathedral, you might you'll get a, a priest singing into a microphone, and uh, and, and and sort of. I mean, the, I mean, you might get you get some very very good organists in France still, but the, the choral tradition has died out really. I mean, I, that, that's a bit mean because I think some people are trying to bring it back. But there's nothing like what we have here. Nothing like that. That that. And, and it's that's not, interesting and it, because. Mm, we we think and we can let it. We'll we'll let us go well, over tomorrow overnight if we if we're not careful. Yeah, I, I I'd sort of imagined that because you you go into churches in Italy or France, mm-hmm. you know, the Catholic yeah. countries generally, and yes. you see these mm. pious old ladies, and there's mm. a sort of sort of you know the the whiff of incense and all this mm. kind of baroque kitsch. That's all happening. Of, yes, know, sort of. Mm. And you imagine that with that yeah. would, would be a, a a choral tradition. Yeah, no, they're really you're saying they, it's not they sing, there. No, no, they sing. Some, they might sing one very short psalm to a nasty little responsorial responsorial psalm, where you just repeat, repeat. The, the congregation repeats one verse from it again and again, and that the, someone sings into a microphone. I mean, it really is. It's it's very very rare to have anything that touching our our and choral tradition in France or or Italy. I'm afraid. Whereas. I went into I went on a trip to Bulgaria um, mm. a, 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 a couple of years ago, and I went into Sofia mm. Cathedral. Yes, and the I don't know whether what what I was witnessing, but mm. um, in part of the church there was a kind of lectern type thing, and these people who were not dressed in ecclesiastical ecclesiastical garb, I don't think they were mm. they were priests. They were kind mm. of members of the public mm. were taking turns to sing something immeasurably beautiful i don't know mm. what they were what it was but it was mm. really really lovely uh what would that have been do you know probably it might have been psalms might have been psalms or canticles or or i mean so was it an orthodoxish kind of it wasn't it wasn't a church service it was just they, yeah. they were just it was just going on mm. yeah and it was very yes. very lovely how wonderful i'm so glad to hear that and, and I and I and I think that the organ tradition in, in France is very very strong. So I'm just hoping and and, and it's just having the cruel, the cruel foundations where cathedrals um, subsidise subsidise the fees of choristers to, to to keep up this incredible tradition is is something that just doesn't happen. And in America, there's one St Thomas's Fifth Avenue. It's the one church in the whole of the United States, I think, that has a a, a, a row of of young choristers who are, go to a proper choir school. And they're they're singing songs to our to our to our standards, so, our required standards. Okay, so 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 you you, you explained it. I I, I didn't mm. really take it in. Why? Mm. Who who funds the yes. our core tradition? Yes. Okay. Well, I was getting a bit cross in the Spectator piece actually um, when I wrote about what's happening in a school in school supplement, writing about the fact that Canterbury Cathedral has has now stopped subsidising its course. It used to go, they used to go to the local. This is very niche, but it used to go to the local prep school. Get um, where where you got. Half or three quarters off the fees for for your son to give his all to sing in the choir for five years. Yes. I mean, it's an amazing. It's a, it's a two way thing. You get, the son gives his time, and and sometimes daughters at some at some schools up to Salisbury, and um and the, the child sings, and it's an an, an amazing two way thing. But the Canterbury's decided that they're, they're going to stop that because they can't afford it. They save four hundred thousand pounds a year. I think it is a lot because, uh, and they and they and they. Um, no, it's, it's Sandra. It's not. 
Well, I don't know. I mean, and then, given, and then, and then all on. the sort of that, yeah, I know it isn't really. I mean, I mean to me, Canterbury, to me it's, Canterbury it, was originally mm, the prime, yeah. the prime cathedral, wasn't mm. it? It was the. It well, was it worked. The, it was. It was the number one cathedral. As they call themselves on Twitter, or they used to. Um, so instead of that, they all sort of get picked from all the local primary schools round about. They come in for no. They don't get. They start make a tiny bit of pocket money, but basically, there's no financial. No money changes hands, and um, they just come in from all the local primary schools, which sounds very good. People, but do they do they really get that? Do they really get that rigorous training they do if they if they if they sort of live in and 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 get up seven and sort of eight o'clock in the morning they are all together singing and and they now all the children sing three services a week each the boys and girls which is sometimes just not enough to maintain that absolute momentum and high standard that they have at Westminster Abbey where they still sing eight services a week or is it seven eight. Um, so this is just it's keeping up that professional standard of, of brilliance, which I suppose you get in, if in gym, gymnasts, gymnasts learning, to, you know, or, or, or ballet, 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 royal ballet schools, you know, where you just you're you're professional at such a young age, and that takes massive training. Of course it does, and I think you do need a financial incentive. Mm, it seems to be quite so. wrong yes. that, that mm. this is this is King's Canterbury. Um, actually, no, it was St Edmunds was the school they went to. St Edmunds was the school the choristers went to. The um, it's, it's, it, and that's now they, 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 they suddenly rung up and told that, that that arrangement is now over and they're not going to they're not going to fund places for anymore um, so that if you, if you want your child to go to sing in Canterbury they can still go to any school they like but they just have to come in and, and there's no no fees no, no money off the fees if they go there and so uh, yeah that's that's it's just a new ratio and it ha- it's happening quite a, it's happening a lot in england and some people say it's okay and great and i get got some very cross very cross messages saying it you know it happens fine in st albans and and that you come in from local primary schools it really can work but we just have to keep that rigor and what worries me is that that, that, that in danger could be in danger of losing that and that means singing the psalms you know regularly so you, you just they just the, the language swirls around in your head and you don't make mistakes it, it, it's just yeah that, yeah so um, I know one, one hears horror stories of the way that cathedrals around the country are being secularised. They're having mm. all sorts. Oh, I know. Of, with the fan- country, I'm very cross with the moment because they had the, the silent disco last week, didn't they? And then they had the on 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 Ash Wednesday, happened in Valentine's Day. You'd come in for a day about chatting about romantic poetry rather than about Ash Wednesday. They they, they prioritised Valentine's Day over Ash Wednesday, which was on the same day. And I I just feel what is going That's on. That's extraordinary. And on, and our top cathedral, what is going on? They're desperate to get the young people in, but I feel they're going to lose everyone if they start dumbing down in that way. And and, and, well, well, and I, of, of course they I, are. And they do need they knew they have no they have no funding from the government. I do see they need to make their it, it costs some people say it costs you know, thousands of pounds a day to run a cathedral. They've got to get that money from somewhere. I do see. So that's the whole question of charging people for entry. It is an agonised world, but uh, uh, where they do they are they need that money, but. The idea that there's been a silent disco in that very nave where you're just about to sing, somehow it does, it sort of infects the air of the cathedral to me to know that there's, there's been a, a disco in there the night before. I um, don't think we're, we're a Christian country anymore. I mean, mm. I, you, you, famously, before, mm. before he became king, um, Prince Charles would say, I don't want to be defender of the faith. Mm. I want to be defender of faith, and, I and, and by that. faith he meant yes. the lot. He he yes. meant Islam. He meant mm. he, everything yeah. else. Mm. But he's back down from that. <laughs> no. Well, um, and, yeah, you know, but, and, but, I, yeah, but yeah, mm. but and I and I love the church for being inclusive like, of inclusive and welcoming people of other faiths, um, unlike the Catholics who really don't really don't 
and this for example as an Anglican, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not allowed to take communion in a, in a Catholic church. Um, that sort of I kind experience. of respect that. Mm. Mm. You know, I, in the yeah. same way, mm. I, I, I quite mm. like the fact that I can't go into a, a mosque. Mm. Um, no, it, I suppose so. But, if, but I, it, yeah, mm. yeah. Anyway, that's that's getting a bit too theological for me. But because I, I, because I, I, you know, if you were born in India, you would be a, you would be a Hindu or or, or Buddhist um, or Muslim. You know, you would just so. It, it, it's an accident of birth that we happen to be Christians. It's not, so I, I can't believe it's the only one true faith because oh, it's an accident. Yeah, I used to think that, but mm. I'm, but I, yeah. but I, but I'm afraid <laughs> I've, I've, I've become, I've become more, 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 fan, more fundamentalist. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. So, mm. have, t- tell me about. I'm sure I read um, a piece mm. of yours on boy choristers. Oh yes, I did. I was getting cross because. Um, one by one, they're just biting the dust. These boys only top lines, and since then, quite a lot of others have gone that down that route. Um, so there are very few left now that only have boys. My feeling was that if I mean, I, I know it does work, and I, I can be persuaded that there are very good things. About it. I, I, you know, if I, as a as a young girl, I would have loved to be able to sing in a cathedral choir, and I, I wasn't because I wasn't I was a girl. And now it's marvellous that girls can as much as boys. And I do think at its best, it could work very well. I think in in, in Salisbury in Salisbury Cathedral, there are. Girl, days when the girls sing, days when the boys sing. It's much more complicated to run because you have to run two top lines. So you almost have to have two directors of music. It's a very, it's a big undertaking to run. And at its best, it can work. I just think the model, my, my, you know, just the great model for me is, is, is Westminster Abbey, where it is, there's a little choir school. The boys only live there. They sing all the time. The, 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 the standard is top notch because they sing seven, I think it is seven services a week. And and they and it's just just them, and they make an incredible sound. I mean, I do I, I do know that if you put someone behind a behind a, a grill, couldn't tell couldn't tell whether it was girls or boys singing. I think that, that they can blend well, but I think again we are we've, we have we're, we're I mean that's it's gone now. It's stopped. I think St Paul's are taking first girls. I mean, it, I don't want to be anti 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 girl choruses. I'm not. No, I feel you're you're apologising too but much. I'm anti, just, I'm, just... I'm, I'm, I'm anti any dilution of excellence. And I just worry that excellence gets a bit diluted if if people share share out the time. They're just they they know know what. But instead of one person one lot singing beautifully, two lots sing jolly well. But do they retain that absolute excellence in their in their song well, singing? Surely also, you know. I mean, I, I've got I've got sons and daughters. So so um and my and my daughter sang and my my sons did didn't sing. Um, so I'm sympathetic to to the cause of of, of girls, of girls singing and they sing so. beautifully, yeah. but mm, yeah. surely there is an order of difference between the, the, part of the fragility of the of the boy chorister's voice is the fact that it's going to break at some stage. Yeah, that's true. Exactly, that, that, there must be physiological mm. differences between a yes. female, mm. young female voice and a young mm. male voice. Yeah, that only, mm. and that tell me about that. Yes, I think that is that is part of the issue that boys just don't get that chance. So girls choristers and lots of lots of choirs such as Winchester do have girls singing all through their teens. Um, the, the, you, so yeah, I think cathedrals, when they decide to take girl, girls, take, make a decision. Either they're going to have the prep school age girls, or they're going to have from eleven to to eighteen. Um, in which case, you get teenagers in leggings, you know, turning up for rehearsals, and that's a whole different thing. Whereas boys, there is this, this fragility and the fact that. Their voices break at eleven. There is, there is for me something particularly beautiful about a eleven and a half year old's boy's voice because you, because it has got that fragility. And then of course then then they don't have a chance to sing in their teens. They don't have to, so they 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 they've only really got a five year window when they can sing in, in cathedral yes. choirs. And, and it seems but to me is do you reckon 
you could hear a difference between a boy choir and a, mm. and a girl choir. Well, I mean, I really, I, I, it's rather like Coke and Pepsi. I mean, I really think you could be, you could, I could be, I could be proved wrong. And and apparently, you know, very very good musicians have been have got it wrong when they when they've they've heard behind a closed door and they can't tell. So, you know, I, I just like to feel that, like, you know, one can tell that you know, King's College Cambridge has got that incredible boy boy sound, which is amazing. And, and same with Westminster Cathedral, the Catholic, the best Catholic choir. Um, that, that, so I, which, are, which, are, which are the ones mm, left? Because I yes, imagine okay, they're dropping yes, like flies. Okay, I'm in the same they are, way, St Paul's is about to take girls, I think. So it was St Paul's and Westminster Abbey, and I think just Westminster Abbey. So don't put pressure on them to change. I worry that they all feel so pressurised. Same King, King's Cambridge. There's terrible pressure every Christmas. They say, and there's some of the rights why can't girls sing in, in King's College choir? So they've done everything they can to start a girls choir in the sort of in another chapel and or church in Cambridge. You know, people are doing, and it's, Westminster has started a girls choir in St Margaret's Westminster now, which is a clever, very clever, good idea to get to make a choir for girls. It doesn't actually, doesn't actually. Take away any of the any of the absolute excellence of the of the Abbey. No, hang on, I'd wait. That's I have um, a real aversion to people mm. phoning me on my mobile phone out of the blue. I, I, oh, I, do you? Just, oh, God, I thank think, God I didn't why? do that. I switched the volume off of mine, but I might go off on my on the computer. So exactly, you never know. Um, so that's and then you know Hereford also have taken girls, and they were the one of the last bastions. I think Chichester maybe still has just boys, but I might be wrong. I mean, that yeah, if it gets a new a new dean. The new dean is that you no, know, that's the floodgates, because the new, it's the old deans that have been around for twenty years that do cling on to the old ways. Oh goodness! So we just have to be a bit the, nervous. When the the Church new, of England, mm. like the Catholic Church, has been so heavily infiltrated by the forces of progressivism. And that was so. It, I mean, yes, I mean, I'm not, I just you know I, I do see that they they need to live in the modern age, but I really. No, they don't. Listen, that's the, <laughs> you see, this is where you and I disagree. Yeah. They really, really don't. The, the, mm. the, the tradition and the Bible are not things that need mm. improving. No, no, exactly. They're really it's, it's, not. Yeah. Mm. I mean, and, the, and the, to me, the best hymns are the, are, are the, are the Victorian ones. The worship songs just don't, they're so mundane compared with the... the ah, the, now the, you've... Okay, so here's another of mm. my particular bugbears. Mm. Obviously, one mm. of the one of the things that this um, predatory gay music teacher did at at, at, um, at my prep school when he wasn't yeah. molesting boys, yeah, was he introduced this horrible new service book with a yellow cover. Uh-huh. I don't know yes. whether you came across mm. this. I think it was the alternative mm. service book. Yes, or I think so. Yes, yeah, where everything, and, all the language was. Was just dumbed up. Was yeah. So tell me what it was like. Mm. But well, well, okay. So you, so you mm. had this horrible, horrible mm. liturgy. Yes. Um, and mm. also you had um, the thoroughly ghastly, jaunty modern hymns. Hundred hymns for today. I think many. Were they yeah. were they written in the nineteen seventies? Was there a I sort think, of yes. rash? I mean, it was shine, Jesus shine, da 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 la 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 la. I mean, exactly. That was absolute classic sort of first worship song. It really got going. I think in I think in the seventies. Um, yeah. I'm not even sure I like 
Lord of the Dance. No, exactly. Or, that's um, that was we... number forty-two in um, Hundred Hymns for Today. Which remember that you might have had that little paperback with sort of nasty, sort of blood corpuscles down the front, and um, yeah, that was that was exactly it was a popular one, wasn't it? But it, I didn't like it. My grandmother's hymns or, in or... that, um, which was Lord of All Hopefulness. My grandmother wrote two famous hymns: Lord of All Hopefulness and, and When a Knight Won His Spurs in the Stories of Old. And I still did she? To, yes, she did. I cling to those being rather. But those are good ones. Good. They're good. She was good. She was brilliant, actually. She I'm, not, my, I'm not embarrassed yeah. to be speaking to the granddaughter <laughs> of, of the woman who wrote <laughs> those hymns. So no, when did she write exactly. those? Well, she wrote. Um, she, Percy Dearmer was writing his new Songs of Praise um, hymn book in the early 1930s. And she sat down in her Chelsea flat or house in 1931 and wrote, wrote Lord of All Hopefulness, Lord of All Joy, whose trust ever child like no cares could destroy. Which, Absolutely stunning hymn, I think. Which is in a minor key, I think. Yes. Um, no, I think it's a major. I think it's major. And then she wrote oh, when a night okay. one is being a tomboy. She wrote when a night one is first because I think she'd been bored stiff in church as a child, and she wanted to write a really good hymn for tomboys. So when a night one is first in the stories of old, yeah. So that's great, yeah. And so um, it can be done in the modern age. That's what I'm saying. She's just gone out you're, of copyright. Well, Nineteen thirties is only just in the modern age. I think. Yeah, yes, I mean yes, it's not nineteen seventies. Yeah. Mm. No, no. She died fifty. She died exactly seventy years ago. So. Sadly, because I've got, gone quite well out of those hymns, actually. and I've got a quite decent royalties every, twice a year, from Lord of All Hopefulness particularly, which is hugely popular all over the world and published in American hymn books the whole time. But that's all you ending You get royalties? Now. Oh, yeah, just till, until now, I'm afraid it's just dried up because she's because she's 70 years. She died in 1953. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, what's the mechanism for paying hmm. out royalties on hymns? Yes, I mean, OUP, Oxford Union Press, every twice a year, we get a lovely... Statement and Lord, some less well-known hymns, such as when Stephen, full of power and grace, gets one pound seventy-nine, and Lord, all hopefulness gets, you know, five thousand six hundred and eighty-two, which we share out among a few of her grandchildren. How, yeah, how many grandchildren? Do... <laughs> there are three beneficiaries, so I mean, it really helps at Christmas. Really helps at Christmas. You get it comes out the eleventh of December. This lovely. Thank you, Jan. Thank you for your morning of inspiration in nineteen thirty-one, because that really has helped us. Oh well, well, well. <laughs> Good, good on her. So, I mean, I can't. We sang it. When was the? Yeah, and I mean, the end. Of, the, the way that hymn just goes through a day, Lord, at the, at the morn of the day, at the, e the noon of the day, at the eve of the day, at the end of the day, it's a kind of metaphor for life. It's, it's, a, it's an incredible bit of poetry, really, and verse. Um, and she was a poet, actually. Um, and some say that um, you, you know, that the best hymns are written by by poets. Some say that hymns mustn't be written by poets because they try too hard, and that the best hymns are written by ordin ordinary Anglican. Vickers on Sunday afternoon, rainy Sunday afternoons in 1871, sitting in their study, who just wrote some of the most sublime, casting down their golden crowns around the glassy sea, just for, wrote them for their own flock, not too, not too loft, not too airy fairy. Um, that him, him, yes, hymns are casting not casting down to, their golden crowns. That, that's wittier. Hmm. That, that's, that's, that around, around the glassy sea. Yes, holy, holy, holy. Yeah, exactly. Lord God Almighty. Yeah. Is um, it beautiful. wittier? Um, what well, is that? The name of the tune. Oh, no, the author, yes. Whittier. Oh, the, it might be actually. It might. I don't actually know off my on my heart who wrote that, who wrote those words. Um, do you but know, yes, but there's usually the, some the some, that... some vicar, some un, unheard of vicar who who gave that who gave that often free free of charge, handed it over to the new hundred hymns, new hymns ancient and modern, to be for the glory of God. And 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 we we and which, what, could they believe that we're all we, those words are going around in our heads, 150 years later. The, the reason that I I'm, yes, I, you know? I'm, I, yes. I may be right mm. Mm. is that yeah. you remember when you're singing these hymns, you're kind of yeah. singing them again and again and again. Yeah, you start looking and your at them eyes drawn to mm. 
Yeah, you just yes. sort of you, mm. you, you take it in. You do in a way, especially during the, while, si- comes... during the and, and during the sermon. There's nothing else to do. You have to just flick through the hymn book endlessly, don't you? And re- and yes. read who wrote everything. And yeah, you do. You just have to endlessly flick through the hymn book. And you have to read. A man may not marry his father's sisters. Do you remember that bit? There's always that amazing list of who a man may not marry and a woman may not marry her husband's father's brother's sister. That was what that passed the time during the sermon. But yes, I'm not surprised. Um, you, mm. Um, what's what's your favourite? What, what what are your favourite hymns? Mm, well, I think the King of Love, my the Lord, the King of Love, my Shepherd, shepherd. is whose goodness faileth never, never, which is one I mentioned. That is one of my favourites. Um, I quite like I bound onto myself today, which is a good minor tune, minor key one. Um, Don't know and, that one. Um, do I? And um, Lord, of, I have to choose my grandmother's, of course. Lord of Hopefulness is absolute must yeah. have at any, any wedding and funeral. Yeah. So that plus choice of favourite psalms. And the Nunc Dimittis, of course, is is one of my favourite bits of, one of the can- favourite canticles. Lord, now let us know thy servant depart in peace. What, what are yeah. your favourite hymns? Well, you know, so I'm, I had an insight the other day um, that when you start learning the Psalms, when you, when you become familiar with them, mm. you realise how much of the liturgy and how many hymns are basically rip-offs of the psalms. They've the just cherry-picked yeah. the, 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 the psalms. They've taken out these attractive lines. Exactly, like because... Handel's Messiah is all Psalm 2, isn't it? Why do the nations so furiously rage together? I mean, Handel's... Why do people make... imagine a vain thing? Yeah. yeah. The mm. kings of the earth stand up and the rulers take counsel against, against the Lord. Against them. So we know it's all from the Messiah. Yeah, exactly. So I think, yes, actually, hymn, book, hymn writers probably did get their inspiration from psalms, yeah. Which can be a bit... And so then make the... them... Make them too scan, too scanning for your liking. Um, there's a line from "I vow to thee, my country," mm. which we've established. Obviously, the it's reason it's so good is, is is really the the the, the, the tune, tune by, by yeah. Holst. Mm. Um, there's the... a line he's ripped off. <laughs> that's mm. not too cruel a way yeah. of putting it. Yeah. From mm. um, from Proverbs Proverbs three. Uh-huh. Um, now, what is it? Um, it's uh, and her ways are ways of gentleness, and, and all, all her paths, her paths are, peace. are peace. Okay, so and, that, and that's, in the original, yeah. it's a different word. Ooh, yes, and it's a better yeah. word. And I'm trying right, to remember I see. what that yes, word I see. is. But that has, that has got that slightly like some-like some like parallelism, hasn't it? Ways of gentleness and all her paths are peace. Is that's got that um, some-like first half echoing the second half? Second half echoing the first half. You know what? I'm going to have mm. to look it up now because yes, um, okay. uh, hang yeah. on. Proverbs yes. three, yeah, uh, KJV. Because obviously that's uh, oh KJV rather yeah. than yeah. yeah. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. Ah, and all yes. her paths of peace. Now, I think have, yes. that pleasantness mm. is a better mm. word. I think he's mm. opted for the wrong word. I see. Gentleness. Mm. Yes. It's like... Yes, mm, I see. It's a bit... Mm, uh, a bit, mil- bit, a bit soft as my... Yeah. Yes, I know. As my grandmother said, mildness would never had would never have t- become one of the Christian virtues if people, him writers had not been at a loss for a rhyme to child. Um, that's yeah. a... That's a... Good point. <laughs> yeah, so that's a danger. Yes. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. Although it wasn't for the sake of rhyme, that, of, of rhyme that he was putting gentleness in. I agree. So that was a, it was a strange choice. 
Yeah, to put gentleness and take yeah, pleasantness did, out. Did, did Mary mm. want to be a mother mm. mild? What, mm. Well, I know, when exactly. When was that part yeah. of the deal? <laughs> I agree, that's just what Jen's brother, my grandmother, said. Um, yeah, so we have to be careful with, with, so, with, with rhymes. So I like, just to continue this, this, this mm. theme, I like Vatican mm. um, uh, in my country. I also quite like the sort of the martial nature of um, oh valiant hearts mm. who to their glory came. But looking, I, I've had a shift in my, I mean, you may have gathered from some of the hints mm. I've, I've offered mm. that I've had a complete shift in my understanding of the world. Mm. At my school, and I, I think it was not untypical of English public schools, mm. the key... The, the key service of the year was was not Easter. Well, it, it wouldn't be mm. Easter because Easter takes place in the school holidays. Mm. What it was, was it? the end of it was the the the, the memorial. You know the the um, uh, remembrance day. Oh, I see. Remembrance yeah. day. Yeah, and mm-hmm. solemnly commemorated with with the with the with the um, with the, the the bugle blowing on top of the the big school and 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 mm. the the, the the, the minute silence and, and, yes, and all and that. and reciting the names of, yeah. Mm. And I thought at the time it was about honouring the dead, which, and, you know, they deserve to be honoured. But actually, I also think now it was the celebration of a kind of death cult, that we were being, we were being instilled in the state of mind whereby you thought it was a good thing to go and die in a war organised for you, for your for your benefit by old people who were willing to sacrifice you in either Flanders or 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 you know in in Singapore or wherever mm. um i've i've become completely cynical yeah, about, about what what that war, was all about war generally mm. the, the the origins of wars who they really who they're really arranged for and they're definitely not arranged for for the interests of of, of brave young men at, at at private schools or elsewhere. We are just the blood sacrifice. We are. The, the, I, I think it's. So, I feel awkward now praising hymns, mm. which I think actually were were sort of part of the the brainwashing thing. I yes, tell you my favourite. I tell yes. you my favourite, mm. Zender. Ob- mm. Obviously, you can probably guess because mm. it's every Englishman's of a certain class's mm. favourite hymn. Yeah. You know, because um, we sing it, and it's and it's, it's, it's got a tune by Parry. Wait a second. Um, tell me, just give me one one word from the first line. And <laughs> another word. <laughs> and did those feet? So that's the end end of end of term hymn. End of term. Yep. End of summer term. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and then people singing. So it's end of term, but it's people singing chariots of fire because the film had just come out, and I still listen out for that mistake, don't you? And luckily, we've gone back to chariot now. But there was a terrible time when people used to sing "Being uh, Chariots of Fire" when that film came out. That's interesting. Probably, <laughs> pro- probably that the, 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 the film was designed to subvert the hymn as every, yes, everything maybe it was, is in, exactly. In, in yeah, no, it's culture. amazing, and it has that different. So the second and the second verse starts bring with the, the, the long minimum rather, minimum rather than and exactly. It's, 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 it is fantastic. So exactly, Perry well, I mean, and 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 Blake. Yeah, I mean, what an amazing pairing. Yeah. It's a it's a good combination. Mm. It's 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 kind of yes. trippy. Mm. Yeah. Um. In in the it's so exu- It's so the atmosphere of end of term after exams, doors opening, 
I think my, my book, British Summertime Begins, which I, all about the school summer holidays, opened with the end of terms, end of summer term, sort of euphoria, when people started painting the headmistress's West Highland white pink. You know, people started doing really naughty things. Um, and, and they're sort of singing that hymn on the final day. Hey, you just got your report and you had to, you've just gone through your report with your house tutor or whatever it was. And then, and then you sang that hymn and then you were out, out. And that amazing sense of freedom. Exactly. It is, it is absolutely... Like, like the most glorious tonic of life. Yes, I'm not surprised that that has very good associations for you. But I like 40, 40 days and 40 nights and, and 40 days and 40 nights I was tempted in the wild, which is... This, this, I this, love this, that one. Mm, which is... No, the, but you know, it's, it's, it's 40 days mm. and 40 nights that I was fasting in the wild. Yes, I was fasting in the wild. And yes, and 40 nights tempted and yet undefiled. Tempted exactly. and yet reconciled. Yes, yes undefiled. Or, it was undefiled. Was yes, it, yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, but, that's, but, that was like this. That's, that's now a good... You see, our good old Lenten hymns are just so beautiful because they're just plain, plain bread, plain brown bread with no with no jam. For, just going back to your, yeah. I I think mm. you've 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 put your finger on something mm. there about the that end of term thing. Mm. Do you think that this is this is an experience just of people who've been privately educated? Because I mean, mm. not that I'm looking down on on state schools mm. but they no. didn't have the, mm. the experience of being incarcerated away from their parents for mm. for three or four week stretches no. but without they, seeing they did, them they did used to sing they used to sing hymns in assembly every day but i really feel that's gone and that again is a real loss not of not i mean not so much of the christianity although that is a loss but, I mean, but but it's it's the vocabulary they're just not learning those amazing amazing words 40 days and 40 nights um which just again sing in one's head and and, and enrich one's vocabulary and teach teach one the art of using words well, so that's that seems seem does seem sad. I think I, they do have assembly, don't they? But they think I think they might just sing a song, or or I don't think they sing what we call a I hymn. Can't imagine them singing Jerusalem. No, at, at, I really at, can't. At state schools. Yeah. Mm. I mean, they have, they have to be one of those kind of that that one that like mm. the one that Catherine Burble mm. sing runs. I, mm. I imagine mm. they might do Jerusalem mm. as uh, mm. Jerusalem as an act of defiance. Mm. Yeah, but so I just exactly. You know I think the, they, the, they do. They don't. The, thing I, I, the other thing I like, yeah, about the Jerusalem, mm. um, is that you know the story. You know, you, you know the legend that inspired it. Tell me. Well, Joseph of Arimathea was Jesus's great uncle, and he was the richest man, or one of the richest men. He was a shipping magnate. And he was in charge of the copper trade, so he would send out. Uh, I think he. I think he lived in. I think he had a palace in Ramallah, um, and he sent out his fleets to Cornwall, which was the where the the. Um, sorry, did I say copper? I meant tin. Tin mining. Tin mining trade, mm-hmm. um, and the. Sort of Blake is Blake is 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 um, riffing on 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 this this rumor, whatever you want to call it, that Jesus, as a young man, may have gone out to Cornwall on one of his with his uncle's fleets, and actually oh may, you know, did yes. those fainted ancient mm. walk upon England's mountains green, probably Glastonbury yes. yeah. tour. Mm. Um, Oh, Gosh, well, that's, like that's, that. that's amazing because I thought yes, all that, that, that him begins with four questions all of which <laughs> have the answer no is what I is what I what I thought no he didn't well, now I'm saying yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah he might maybe have. he might have he really might have gone to Glastonbury he really might have in his, done in his beardy way 
<laughs> with his sandals yeah, on. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think mm. it's, I was going yeah. mm. to do this, I was, I, I was tempted to write, I, I just couldn't get around to doing it, uh, this kind of a, like a, a children's TV series, but but like like mm. like Merlin, but but with Jesus. Mm. Yes. Um, and it would be called mm. And Did Those Feet, where it would yes. be about Jesus's early yes. adventures, and and, yes, and there'd be dragons mm. and there'd be oh, that was so forces great. There's of, a terrible of gap. There's a terrible thirty year gap, isn't there, between presentation at the temple and don't see him for thirty years? I mean, it's a real loss. No sense of what it's he did really in this. frustrating. Mm. I would love yeah. to. I um, I, how can I you find lose this. Him? I, I'm. Mm. How can they lose him for thirty I, years? I read the the like new, Harry Potter the going new to, Testament. Harry Potter going to live with the Dursleys. Yeah, yeah. Mm, for, for yeah. all those boring years. I, I, yes. I read the Gospels every every, mm. every evening, and and I, I do, just yes. kind of lo- mm. I wish there were more of it. You know, just, just, please just, tell us more, Mark. You know, just exactly put more you, in there. Yeah. yeah, they didn't occur to them. We needed to know that. So that's another example why we have to we do have to write things down because people will want to know. Probably the little it's the small details. Just not enough there. It's too thin. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, before before we go, I I just because yes. I I I I love your essays in in the Spectator and, and in Slightly Fox, which oh, is, which is one so of much. my favourite. I think Slightly Fox mm. is almost my favourite magazine. It is it's incredible. It's been going for twenty years now. Yes, and, I, and I, it is it is marvellous. Um, in that you. And it's a place one I can write. I can write. You can write about things like hymns. That you know, where else would you? Where else could I have written that that piece? Um, I wrote about Angela Brazil girls' school stories, um, which that's that that and writing that sparked me to write Terms and Conditions, the book about girls' boarding schools, um, and and which they took on and published as one of their little slightly foxed editions. Do they do they do they sell these books? By the way, do you, they do, do. I think yeah, they absolutely. Terms and Conditions really took off. Um, and so did Mr. T- Mr. Tibbetts' Catholic School, which is the one I wrote first, actually, a little history of a boys' Catholic prep school in London, which, again, they t- they took on completely on spec. I sent them a few chapters. They said, we'd love it. We'd love to publish it. And it, and it did really well. And and then that, because of that, they started their plain Fox editions, which is their, where they reprint, because they only do a, do a limited edition of 2,000 copies of the, any any books they publish. They, the, they officially do a limited edition of 2,000. But there was that was runaway <laughs> success, and, and they had to stop, make, find a way of making... And more more permanent editions of which they could reprint and reprint. So I know they're marvellous. And Gail Park is very good editor, very strict. Absolutely says no, she doesn't want it, and yes, if she does. So I'm glad you're a subscriber. I, That's good know, to know. I'm going to have to. I, I, it's one of my ambitions, oddly mm. enough, to write a, mm. a piece for Slightly Foxed. We, yes, we, but, we, we haven't uh, explained. Mm. It's this quarterly quarterly magazine mm. where people write little essays on books that have fallen out of fashion or, or mm. not always but sometimes mm. you, you get essays on mainstream yes books. anything you love really yeah 50, 12, 12 um, 1800 words just succinct about how you sort of how you came to love it and what one and what it's like yeah and yeah you never thought it would do i've got well, a book actually. in mind mm. oh good we'll do get in touch with them and do it and we'd like to and yeah what, because, i i i mm. i'm, I'm I must do that. Well, you yes. can mention it. Somebody mm. else would. I would actually. Wait. No, don't it's, mention it's, it. A, it okay. I, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> Keep it quiet. And, the, and, and uh, yeah, um, but it, it is. It's, a, it's okay. an amazing thing. And I know, no, who would have thought it was going? Twenty years later, it's, go, it's still going huge success. And we've just been to the twentieth anniversary party of this founding quarterly magazine, which has followers all over the world, subscribers all over the world, who who, who love its its um its succinct, elegant essays. So it's a good thing. But I just wanted to 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 mine whatever's remains of the of that mm. rich seam that uh, from mm. your book on on the 
on these mm. chaps, mm. mainly chaps, apart from your, your grandmother yeah. being yes. a, an exception, mm. who wrote these these hymns. Yes. I mean, did they make any money out of it? Well, I think that as, as they, they they often really didn't, and they they they, they had their quite they they had quite cushy lives. Those clergy, they didn't they they weren't as poor as today's clergy. They really had a not jolly nice rectory to live in, and a good living. So they, I think they they off they lots of them did give their both either the the, the words or the tunes, um, and gave them to the proprietors who who then made quite a lot of money out of it. But I think they did sell millions, you know, millions of copies. Um, but I, d- I don't think there was a huge greediness about by the, from the writers about wanting their their cut. I think they often just gave the hymns or, or got a tiny amount for them, a small lump sum, and never never had any more. And, and the hymns t- took off and went into the, the bloodstream of the whole world. And and I love the fact um, that they were highly educated. They were steeped in Latin from very early age. That, that's why their verse was so good, that because they were their, their, their classical education made them very good at, at keeping keeping vocabulary in check and keeping not 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 splurging out on words, just you can tell that and often they were writing hymns yeah, exactly as part of their part of their parish life the hymns ancient and modern was in yeah, was invented on a train journey uh, some few vicars got together and decided they wanted to make, make a hymn book that put that just got all the best hymns together in one volume and and asked they put an advertisement in the in the guardian apparently to asking for, for vicars to submit ideas and they and they accepted some and rejected others and um when was this when did when did it, it, it sort of 18 i think it, i think it was 1850s i think that's when it when it first started um yeah uh, actually that there's all sorts of things i want to ask you but by the mm. way i seem to remember that the archdeacon in the barchester chronicles mm. he get he gets five thousand a year they're quite well off i think which must have yeah. been that Absolutely. must be what do you think that'd be about half a million now? God, it must it must have been actually. They really did not need the money from those hymns. They really didn't. No, no, no. no. Oh, I see. Yeah, well, no, but yeah, but not everyone got to be archdeacon. But obviously, that was that was. You know, I don't know how much bishops got paid, but they seem to. The mm. Anglican clergy seem to get pretty richly rewarded in the nineteenth century. And now they get so badly rewarded, and that does make me also another another subject of conversation because you know who would want to do it now? Who don't really have to run twelve parishes? Well, just just people who are no good. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, poor things. I mean, they want to be good. And I just think it has become a much, much tougher world. Um, so that's yeah, another reason why they want to be good in a different are... way. Mm, they want to mm. be good by the standards of, of mm. the 21st century, not the standards of, of, of Christian mm. orthodoxy. Mm. That's well, the there, are some, there are still some good ones left, thank goodness, and some sound, very sound sound ones. Um, but it's, I, I agree. But there I are, that, mm. but they're rare, though. We need, to keep, we, need to, we need to nurture those ones, definitely. Mm. Um. So, so yeah. So, hymns ancient and modern came out in in, in the eighteen eighteen fifties. Yes. Um, and the question I wanted to ask you was: I think that we in the Anglican in the Church of England have some pretty good hymns. You know, Wesley often wrote a few classics, and mm. you know we've mentioned a few of the others. Do the when I've been to Catholic services, I've, uh, is it just is it just because I don't know the hymns that I find them a bit rubbish, or is it because yes, I, I think they haven't got yeah, they, any? They, decent they haven't hymns? got that hymn tradition. If you notice, if you go to a Catholic church, often the congregation just does not sing. They stand there with their mouths mouth shut. They don't sing out like we do. There's a, there's a whole different different tradition, I think. And I, and I, I go to the London Oratory quite a lot, um, which I love because I love the whole world of it, and I love the liturgy and and and, and the choirs. They have beautiful senior choir and junior choir. Um, either the hymns are 
often slightly watered down versions of us, sort of our tunes set to different rather Catholic words. Of course, Cardinal, um, the one who wrote Lead Kindly Light. Yeah, so there were, there, um, were, there, there, there were some very good Victorian hymn writers, um, who were, who were Catholics. But I know they didn't seem to have quite the same, the same tradition. They're, they're very strong on Psalms and, and, um, and singing in Latin. Singing, yeah. Well, I don't mind that. I, I don't. Mm. I think Latin mass is is a is a is a mm. good thing. The, the, yes. the best Catholics well, is, are the ones the pope, who go to is the, the pope, is the Pope clamping down on that? Isn't those Catholics clamping down on Latin? Well, the Pope isn't. Latin the pope masses. isn't Catholic. He's a yeah. is an God, infiltrator. He's I just yes. um, oh, he's something else. Mm. Yes, that's a bit worrying. But, and mm. okay, well, just bringing it back full circle before we before mm. we close. Uh, the, the Catholics, do, do they when they sing the Psalms? Are they any good? Mm. Yes, actually, they, yes, my favourite Catholic psalm singing is, is definitely plain song. And the worst kind is responsorial, where they sing a sort of, a sort of watered down, slightly dog really version of it. Um, yes, um, not, not to Anglican chant, just to a different, rather pathetic little tune. So I'm afraid that's going on as well in Catholic church. So I say, no, the Anglican tradition is by far the most robust and the best in terms of culture, culture. And it's just an accident of history or what? Yes, I don't know. I don't, what made, what made that? That, that that the Catholics are. I mean, I still think in Benet, you know, in, in monasteries, it's still Catholic monasteries, it's still going on to a very high high standard. Um, my my son's the organist at Buckfast Abbey in Devon, where the monks still sing the proper psalms, cycle of psalms, into plain song every single, you know, not not I mean, all day, every single day of the week, and that's that's still carrying on. You, but in in Catholic parishes, you drop that in randomly. Yeah, he's the organist yes. at Buckfast Abbey. He is. Yeah, he is. He was the organist. Is he, he a Catholic? Was the organ- no, he's not actually. No, he's Anglican. But he, he's, he, 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 he was the organist at Westminster Abbey before that. And now he's gone to Buckfast. And he's, yeah, he loves the Catholic liturgy because of, he loves the authenticity of, of monks, of monks singing divine office. There's something incredibly authentic about the fact that they're not doing it for any kind of money or they, they're just doing it for, for purely for, for God as part of their, their calling. So to be steeped in that. But world, I didn't realize mm. that, that, that plain chant required an organ. Yes, it does. the accompaniment of a plain chant, the accompaniment of plain chant on the organ is beautiful because it's very soft. Just change the note, just gently change the note in the middle of the verse. Just it's it's a beautiful, beautiful incantatory sound, and that's what he's but doing. Not much, not, not much requirement for organ skills then. If <laughs> well, it's just going, no, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly no. It's very, it's a very subtle, wonderful thing. And then of course on, they do have proper masses on Sundays with choirs and things. So there's enough for him to do there. So yeah, and it's goodbye to yeah. The Anglican world for him um, at the moment. Uh, it's, it's been great talking to you. Um, this is the point where you are free to advertise all the wonderful books you've written and all the. Th- oh. If you have a blog or anything, T- tell us oh, about about. Well, you're, I mean, my, my latest book was called Jobs for the Girls. It came out in September. It's the third in my trilogy, really. I say it started with Terms and Conditions about girls' boarding schools. British Summertime begins, which begins with singing, singing Jerusalem, and all about. Uh, summer holidays and what we did in our neglected, wonderfully neglected summers when our parents had no idea where we were. And then, then I wrote Jobs for the Girls, all about what happened to girls when they were tipped out of those hopeless schools they went to and expected to make their way in the world of secretarial colleges and caught on blue courses and shally girling. And, and, and did they manage to become doctors and, and or nurses? It's a, it's, a, it's a lovely look into that world of the, in the 1960s, 70s, 50s, 60s and 70s. So that's it. Plus writing for the lovely spectator, of course, which I do love. Well, I, I I mean this, Zander, when I say that when I see your byline, 
I I will always read a piece by you. I think you are absolutely you are really you have a wonderful lightness of touch. Um, I'm always interested by what you're writing, even if it's on a subject that I didn't think I was interested in. So I commend you to my viewers and listeners. Thank you very, very much, James. And of course, I love your television reviews and watch one day because of you. Oh, right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, um, and thank you very much for uh, my my delightful viewers and listeners. Um, if you enjoy my Psalms, Psalms podcast, please spread the word. And, and you know, um, yeah, and obviously watch my other podcast too. But I, I think the Psalms series has a special place in my heart. Um, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>